champ is here. Yo, 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 ha ha, yeah, you have now entered squared circle 101, you got your man, the Titanian stallion, Mr. Sunny Yell up in here, now with me, this is the only man who can have your woman arrested for reckless eyeballing, my man shoot, how you doing today? Those are facts, dude. Those are facts, dude. Those are true facts. Make sure you hit us up on Facebook.com forward slash SquareCircle101. Or hit us up on Instagram at SquareCircle101. Or talk a little smack to us on Twitter at TalkingSmack101. And don't forget to download that SquareCircle app. It's available in Google Play and iOS. Did your fat self just say Talking Snacks? I might have. I'm a little stoned. The munchies are real. At Talking Snacks 101, we got the munchies. We got the Snickers. Snicker, please. That's what I'm saying. Yo. Now let's talk about my man, I am RCF. I am RCF.com forward slash contact. Get the three-week trial. Just, just tell him Sonny is shooter sent you. As you can see, I'm the better looking of the two. He's just in better shape. Um, but check him out. You tell him we sent you. You get a three-week free trial. Three locations. Bellevue, Renton, Tacoma. Getting bigger and better. The only place where you got to worry about them good-looking girls outworking you because they will that's for sure no they'll put you in the ground man that's why i love the place yeah. man i'm actually yeah. most of my competition is one of my homeboys but a lot of females actually nice, i gotta nice. worry about beating them and they had you pulling hamstrings and hurting your back right yeah basically i was actually running sprints with a couple of females yeah. and i did pull my hamstrings so is this the first time you've gotten these injuries female related that wasn't sexual Nah, i've cramped up during sex a lot too yeah, exactly so <laughs> have you ever had it not during sex with women i'm gonna say yes just to be safe that's probably a better answer right there. Make sure you hit them up, imrcf.com forward slash contact. You tell them we sent you get the three-week free trial. How we winning? What you got for me? Hey, man. So, you know what? I just um, Before I even started this, man, I just I just want to say it's funny how we come full circle, man. Uh -huh. You see that? How we got back the mic back in Booyah. the camera. That's yeah, right? what I'm talking about. So I like to see. Got the original mic. Hopefully, it sounds good. We'll, we'll play it back, and it's a work in progress. So, feel free to talk as much smack as you want about us. This is um, – this goes back to – well, this quote goes back into a lot this – uh, keys to victory goes about a lot what we do most of the battle is just about getting your mind right Ooh. wow that, that's, that, that's powerful right it, it really yeah. it really is because like that even, one that, even, that one even if too. we're ready yeah we still take time to really get ready and make sure we're mentally ready yeah, any yeah. of my competitions that i do the physical part's easy yeah i gotta make sure i have it up here before i to have keep it in going here. yep yeah no nope, so, that's that's real so, talk right there. yeah the, most of the battle is just about getting your mind right so that's one thing you always got to take into consideration anytime you're doing anything make sure you're in the right place especially mental state and that goes for just making moves period right like yeah 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 so so yeah i like what was that, that? What one you get get your mind right baby if that's what you got to do that's what you got to do that's man. what i'm saying hey, that's I what i'm talking you, about right man. there it, you know one more time you're killing me I'm the one spoke. How'd you forget? It's about what getting your Most mind of the right. Battle when you're... is oh. just about getting your mind right. That's right. Real simple, real easy. Most of the battle is, is just getting in her mind, so you know what to say and how to get. Hey, it my, hey, that's what I'm saying. You know what, man? One of my favorite albums, uh, Mace, his first his first album, mm -hmm. Harlem World, when he yeah. came up. Um, there's a song called Jealous Guy that I really I love. That song. Yeah. And Puff Daddy had a little interlude, and he's like, "Man, you get in their head before you get in their bed." And I always and I always remember that, but that's true, man. Get, that get is true. Mind, get the mind right. That is true, and that's how men conquer. That's what we have to do. It. We're hunters, hey, naturally born hunters. So this show is going to be really. It's not going to be short. The topics are going to be. The whole schedule of the show is short. Not that many but topics. But it's very it's, you know filling and detailed. Yeah, yeah. It's. I'm excited, man. Between this last weekend that just happened and this weekend that we got coming up, Ooh, all the boxing oh, yeah. fans out there, That's man, right. just tune in. We got in. the tune countdown in. ready. Stay here. We Stay got, here with we got us. The, another big fight with two guys coming up that we're going to talk about. But let's talk about my man, Amir Khan versus Samuel Vargas. Is that where you want to start? That's where we're starting. We're going to start off. No, you, you, you want to start off with that? You want to start off with them? No, nah, that's a, that's a, that's the same fight card. You want? Kalanaki and Charles Vargas, you want to It's the same fight. Card. All right, that's fine. That's, that's fine. We'll start we'll off with We'll go with, with Amir Khan. Khan and Samuel Vargas. What you got? What you want? Is Amir Khan still chinny, or does he have a huge flaw in his game? He's delicate around the whiskers. That's one of uh, me and Dolores, me and D'Lo actually talk about that. Like when we did, because I forgot what other boxer was he was they were promoting a fight against, and he said that. He was talking about being delicate around it. It might have been Kel Brook, actually. Being maybe, delicate maybe. Around. But... What is Amir Khan most known for? 
his athletic ability. What, what athletic ability? His speed. His speed. What beats speed? Power. Timing. 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 Yeah. Timing well, beats speed. I'll tell you what. Uh, go ahead. In, in what you saw with Canelo was the same thing that you saw Sammy Vargas got knocked Amir Khan down in round two with. Was just a timing punch. Flush on the chin. So the timing beats speed. But yeah, Amir Khan does have his chinny. So I'm going to say that it's, it's a little bit of both. He, he is a little bit of chinny, but and every time you ever see him get knocked out or knocked down, it's always in an exchange. It's, it's, he, 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 has, he lets his pride talk. He gets popped, and he's ready to throw hands with you. And when, you're, when your chin is not as like iron as like something like Triple G, yeah. that's where you're always going to get caught. Because every time he ever gets knocked down, he gets knocked down by a punch that would have knocked anybody out. Amir Khan does not use his full boxing ability. He does not at all. It is potential. Yeah. He does not. He so, does not. If any coach, like, and that's the thing is that you have never seen a boring Amir Khan fight. It may not be in his favor. Yeah. <laughs> always entertaining. It's always, always entertaining. entertaining fight. And so that's going to be the even flow with Amir Khan. Yeah. That's going to be kind of crazy to go over and to look at because I like watching Amir Khan fight and he could win so many fights, but you may have that's to box and idea. do it a little bit is what. You know, we love it, but it may be it may be boring for some. It may be boring for some people. Hey, man, yeah. get just get it together, man. Sorry, for some reason, I use the beard to hold it. Up, but. No, it may be it may be boring, but stay from the outside and use that speed encounter. Hey, one, two, three, stay right there. You don't need to be in there trying to dig in the body all the time. Use that speed encounter. I really don't think he has to do a lot to really win in these fights. Hand speed alone is going to get him there yeah. if he stays moving. So. He fought the perfect fight, the perfect fight against uh, Marcos Medina. Beat him up for pretty much 10 out of the 12 rounds. And then he got caught like 11th round, held on, but he survived the round and then even won the next round after that. So if he fought every fight like that where he was just kind of cautious, used his speed on his favor, tied him up when they were in close, and didn't exchange with him at all, he would, he would be way more successful. He, he would probably would have beat someone like Canelo. Uh, Canelo's really big, so we, who knows? What, did, but what was it? When did Canelo knock him out? The sixth round? Fifth or sixth round. Fifth yeah. or sixth round. Yeah, everybody we, had Amir Khan. He, he, he was winning that fight. He yeah. was, we, had him, we both had him winning that fight, you know, walking into that. So Everybody had him winning the fight. Nobody had him winning the fight, though. That's for sure. Well, of yeah. course. We, we knew exactly what it was. We thought Canelo's power and Canelo's timing and his boxing yeah. IQ was going to get him that win, and and well, which it did. And at least we do know that there is a price on getting knocked out. So, like, if anybody wants to ask me, like, hey, yo, I want to offer you some money just to knock you out. I'm like, well, what did Amir Khan get paid with Canelo? Because that's my price right there, homie. That's what you got to pay me. That's what I'm talking about. Now, I was reading about Eddie. The difference between that, though, is you would not be up in one scorecard against a round in Canelo. He actually yeah, was yeah, up in a couple scorecards. No, so it's I, just, Canelo would have grazed my ribs and I would have dropped. I'd be like, oh, oh nah, that's you it. Would, nah, you would go down just like a what's his face in um in hot shots, the first hot shots. <laughs> just off like, of the faint yeah, drop. They're yeah, they're both, both promoted, promoted by, by Don, Don, Don King. King. There's a timeless, timeless movie. You should watch it. It is a great one. So Eddie Hearn is talking about reserving some dates in December for Amir Khan and Kell Brook. I mean, this is the only fight that anybody really wants to see out of the UK. Well, at least for Amir Khan. Well, because it's one of those things that was long overdue, kind of yeah. like the Lucas Matisse and Marcos Maidana. This should have like been a street country fight man. two years ago. You know what I'm saying? This should have been a street fight two years ago at a bar. And that You know what I'm saying? One of those things where like, take your phones out and just the streets know about it. Nah, because it wasn't two years ago, but around that same time as uh, Mir Khan was trying to get things squared away with Anthony Joshua and his baby's mom. Well, see, that would have been the perfect time. So, uh, that would have been the perfect time because, <laughs> well, obviously you don't want to fight Anthony Joshua. Not, not directly. It's only unarmed. It's only a 100-pound difference, literally. Oh, no. I would, I, would, <laughs> I would grovel in fear, and as soon as he turns around, I'm stabbing him in the neck. I'm kicking him in the groin. I'm taking him out. What are you talking about, man? Anthony Bring Joshua. a rock straight there and just start off like that. Just start off with violence, man. Just start He's off like with. He's like seven foot. Even if I brought a rock and I went full Eddie Murphy Craig on him. Craig did the Debo in Friday. It don't have to be a rock. It could be a brick. He got his butt whooped until he hit him with a brick. There yeah. you go, man. Come on. Don't act like you ain't ever been in a street fight, bro. Yeah, I have been. But, you know, they have street fights because guys like that. They don't fight in the street. Anyways, let's, let's move on there. So hopefully Kel Brook and Amir Khan can get this over with because we want to see it happen. Uh, Kel, but what about the talks with Manny Pacquiao that they're, they're saying? It's a lot of money for Manny. Uh, it, it'd be a lot of money for Manny and Amir Khan because this is another one where they get big tax breaks. They, don't, they won't be fighting in the U.S. Mm -hmm. and, and they, they would sell. 
They would make so much money you're, for you're going too political. I'm talking about actually them getting in the ring and fight. I don't think it'll happen. And if it does, Manny Pacquiao will probably knock him out. You think Manny Pacquiao would beat Amir Khan? Well, I don't know. See, these guys have sparred, and they, they, they are so familiar with each other's style. But all that would do is hurt Amir Khan's legacy because he needs to fight Kilbrook yesterday, period. They need to get this over with. Like, What would honestly be the better matchup, Manny Pacquiao or Kilbrook? Ooh, style-wise, probably style-wise. Manny Pacquiao. Because he's more familiar with them. Kel Brook is... is, is what would you pay money to see? Kel Brook. But you I'm, would pay money to see Amir Khan and Kel Brook over Manny Pacquiao. I mean, like, Amir my girl's Khan. Filipino, so what, does that mean I need to, to be pro Pacquiao? Pacquiao? I, I'm, I'm just... I'm, no, I'm, oh, I'm well, sincerely asking. You know, but I'm, I'm the fight guru, though, so I know the Kel Brook and Amir Khan fight is what we really want to watch. And this is one of those things, like I always say, like, you know, when you get two guys fight, like... Uh, we got Victor Ortiz and John Molina coming up on September 30th. The reason why that fight is intriguing because these guys are at the same age, the same level. Like, if they fought with a three-, four-year difference, kind of like Amir Khan and Manny Pacquiao are, it, it, it might not be that that even of a fight, but now it's a good matchup with this. And with them, you know, Amir Khan is a little, you know, you, could, you might be able to say he's a little shop-worn to where he could be equivalent of Manny Pacquiao. He's way faster than Manny Pacquiao. Manny Pacquiao just has this timing and awkwardness. And, and that will always work against people that aren't ready for it, but these guys have trained together. They trained together for a while. And, and Amir Khan, he really don't want them problems, man. And at the same time, it's kind of hard to judge how this fight would be because yeah. like, even how Manny Pacquiao looked in his last fight, yeah. I still don't know exactly which Manny Pacquiao you're going to get. Right? Now it's kind of like a, now it's like a toss-up. I'm like not even every... 100% that like, it, was the, it was the real Lucas Batiste. I think we got a clone show up or something because that was the machine I knew. Yeah, no. It anytime Manny Pacquiao goes in the ring, it's in the past three years, it's probably been like a coin flip. Mm-hmm. Because anytime he wins or loses, it's always, hey man, is he going to retire? Because everybody knows he's long in the tooth that it needs yeah. to. Co- I'm not going to say it needs to come to the end, but yeah. it, to protect legacy. He's, and start, he's turning face. into Brian McKnight at the Emerald Queen. You know what I'm saying? First of all, Brian McKnight will always be at the Emerald Queen. Ain't no wrong ever. with that. Forever. I'm cool with that. I'm cool with that. I like Brian McKnight. Don't get me wrong. Him, him and Johnny Yo, they can come through as much as they want. That's for sure. But Amir Khan, he needs to settle this with Kelbrook. That's the fight that everybody wants to see. Because when you think about it like this, who would you who would you save more face losing to? Manny Pacquiao or Kelbrook? Manny Pacquiao. Really? Yeah. Huh. You would save more face losing to Manny Pacquiao because you're talking about a five, six time yeah, division legend. champion. Yeah. And you're also talking about somebody who whose legacy is really intact with what if anything. you're that dude who just beats the hell out of him so no and now me, now you're the last guy no, let me tell you and let me tell you why like, like de la hoya did this julio caesar chavez let me tell you why too you would rather fight manny pacquiao than you would kel brook well i got three inch height because advantage. no you're in the same backyard that's true don't get beat up in the same neighborhood and you still gotta walk amongst yeah. friends bump and into him at the hey, store for real oh, hey. yeah nobody hey. wants to do that yeah, man no, no. No, so cool. if there's one thing my boxing coach yeah, told yeah. me he was like hey you yeah. lose on the road you can lick yeah. your wounds no. on your way home not in your own backyard yeah, bro. No, it, it sucks not when you got backyard. if you got a black eye around people you know let alone bump into the guy that gave it to you yeah that would definitely suck for sure so i, I agree with you on that one now let's move, we're gonna move on to that pbc card if you guys don't know we had amir khan actually winning that fight as bad oh, as we talked uh, about that's right that's well. right yeah that oh they so, exchanged yeah. we didn't even talk about the fight him and samuel vargas they exchanged two knockdowns but like i said amir khan when he got three knocked down, it, it was three knockdowns over uh, two Amir on Samuel Khan. and one on Amir. Yeah, so Amir Khan knocked him down in the second and third round, and Samuel Vargas got him in the second. Did round. Did you take away anything round. good for Amir Khan? No, no. I, it was. I thought it was the Amir Khan that we showed. Just the the one thing that we took away is just like I already said. I just he does not yeah. use his full potential. What do he do? What he does? If Amir Khan, dude, he's got some fast hands. If though. if he stayed on the outside and boxed in. The way Demetrius Andrade mm-hmm. fought in his last fight, the one that we saw him where mm-hmm. he stayed in the middle of the ring, but he just used the speed and he stayed on the outside. Circle, yeah. It's not boring to me. Not at all. Not but at all. if you're Definitely talking about sitting there and trying to win a mm-hmm. boxing match, a boxing match, yeah, yeah. not a fight, yeah. American is one of the best out there yeah. if he chooses. The only thing is he has that Timothy Bradley. <sighs> yeah. He wants to brawl, man. He, 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 I get it's him easy that. to get him into a brawl. That's the wor- and that's the worst thing is like is you don't want to be the dude that's like easy to knock out because you got to prove you're not. But that can always end bad. You're easy to knock out, bro. And I do like how <laughs> I love how his, <laughs> the you know the commentators for you know for uh, the Britain for the Britain channels there. Um, 
I'm not even sure their names. Oh, Carl Frock was one of them. I'm sorry. And I like the Cobra. Um, and they were even saying, like, right away they just compared uh, Samuel Vargas's defeats to Denny Garcia and Errol Spence and how this guy couldn't get him out of there when those two did. So that's not good for you, Amir Khan. Hopefully we can see you fight Kell Brook at a at an agreement weight at 154 would be ideal. If you can get that boy to 152, more power to you because it might help you win the fight. Now at the same time, the whether the the commentators, whatever they say, you lose to Earl Spence and you lose to Danny Garcia, you take that. That's that's like saying, hey man, Jordan swept you. Yeah, yeah, Jordan swept you. It's like, look at that name alone. So if it was somebody like on the same level, like this is 147. So if we're talking about mm-hmm. Ordanus Ugas got him out of him, then you're like, all right, man. Okay, Ordanus, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ordanus Ugas, you could have got him out there. But Amir you're talking Khan about the, you're talking about like there, you're though. talking about the cream of the yeah, crop yeah. of who got him out there. Amir Khan was once one of them, and the Amir Khan that I'm familiar with should have been able to get him out of there, but. He definitely didn't. So we'll see what happens and what's next with that cat. If the Amer- if American fought the way that I said he should have fought, he wouldn't have got him out of there. But he would have got the unanimous decision with no knock get without getting knocked down. If everybody, if they all listened to us when we're yelling at the TV, they'd all be undefeated. That's for sure. I just used that this weekend too. Good job. I'm glad that I can help. You're welcome. Now the PBC car. We're gonna move into that one. The first fight was the Adam Kalmanaski versus Charles Martin. Kalinaki. Charles Martin was one of the, the quickest heavyweight champions. He got the IBF champion, the IBF belt. And when he won, he didn't even seem like he was aware he won. Um, he beats a Russian dude um, who, like, injured himself. And it ended up going to the scorecards, and he got the win on there. And then he lost his belt quickly to Anthony Joshua. They basically were just serving him up there. That's a the predator-looking mug, right? First of all, it looked like he... Did you watch this fight? It's like RG3's older dumb brother. Nah, man. It looked like he had a lace front dread wig, man. <laughs> I don't know if you anybody in the black community familiar. Everybody in the black community is familiar with that. But if you took it off right after the picture, in, just like, ah. You look up lace front because not right here in this picture, but on the when I was fighting, I couldn't. His hair was bothering me so much. Just I'm like, I just hate the hair that was in the front. He needs to uh, do something but whatever. I don't. I, no, hate, but I you, hate dreads in boxing. Do you? What about our man? Uh. Who's the man who always has his really wrapped, really wrapped up tight? I forgot his name. Too. Uh, we watch him. Yeah, you know who? You know exactly yeah, know who I'm talking, talking about. about, man. He usually um, has it. He usually has it wrapped up. Real wrapped up, real tight. I, I can't think of his name. Uh, he he fought and lost to Jose Pedraza, though. I'm pretty sure. Um, anyway, we'll we'll look up. The, you know, he did, did fight you, this week. So did we didn't you watch this fight? I did watch this fight. This is a very this is a very entertaining fight. Now, Adam Kalnaski is a, a Polish heavyweight. Kalnaski. They, I remember they, they specifically kept saying the, the isky part. So I'm going to say Kawanowski. Okay. We'll meet you halfway there. Um, this is a dude. Who, he looked like Butterbean's mini, mini me, but throws a crazy amount of punches for a heavyweight fighter and is very active. This is insane. This, is, this reminds me of, like, you know, the tough man. This is that guy um, who's just, like, never in shape but always in shape type thing. Because he looks comedically flabby, you know? Like, flabbier than myself, and I'm out of shape right now. Pretty bad. Kind of like a Tony Ballou. Yeah, worse than Tony Ballou. But you know what I'm saying? Because Tony yeah. Ballou's not like an in-shape champion, though. But we've yeah. seen it with, like, uh, Bermain Stavern. And those kind, those kind of guys are just heavy, heavyweight. Because, like, we're the way we grew up, we were, we're not going to say our age, but we're in our 30s. But yeah. our heavyweights back in the day when we were younger were chiseled. Yeah, yeah. They were in shape. Yeah. Most of our heavyweights look like Anthony Joshua yeah, yeah, yeah. and Deontay Wilder, yeah, like rich, those kind of those rich, kind of chiseled. Yeah. So, and and then there's a different different one like this guy here. Now, if if you don't know who Adam Kowanowski is, Kowanowski is, um, he's definitely he looks like the type of guy that the victim was last seen with. Mm. Kind of, just off of appearance, you know, in the, he didn't look like he has too much going for him. He's in New York with a lot of Polish people, and he's he he's pretty good at boxing though. He does throw a lot of punches, and he's very active for a heavyweight fighter. But this was a good fight because this this was it was dominating the first half, the first definitely definitely six rounds. You you know what made this a decent fight? Hmm. It's because Kawanowski should have got him out of there early. He should have. And then so the whole time I'm watching this, this fight goes. Kawanowski wins unanimous decision, mm-hmm. twelve all ten yeah. rounds. Well, he doesn't win all 10 rounds, but it goes 10 rounds. Mm-hmm. And he, 
I'm waiting for Kalinowski to knock Charles Martin out the whole time. He hit so him I'm like, just like, when is this going to end? There was and probably four or five different times when he hit him and you thought he was hurt and going down too. And then that, No, but that's what Kalinowski said coming into this. Like the, I have never heard of a former heavyweight champion with only one loss and that loss being to Anthony Joshua have so many questions about his heart. Yeah, yeah. Like did you like did you hear the announcers talking about yeah. that or just coming in? They were talking about, hey, we're gonna put the pressure on him and this guy's gonna fold. He's not gonna finish. And that was one of those things that was he, just like crazy to me. Charles Martin finished strong. And at least for those naysayers, for what they said, he, he at least for for me he proved most of most of them wrong because he finished strong in that fight. And if that was a fifteen round fight, he would have tired out Kowanowski and maybe won the fight. Yeah. Um this is a cat who 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 never should have been the IBF champ. If, if, if anybody look up the fight, just look up Charles Martin wins IBF championship. And you can see after the fight is over, the guy doesn't even really, you can't even tell. He doesn't even seem excited like that he even won it. And it's one of those things where it, it, it shouldn't we, have been. We've seen it before, Tim Bradley yeah. and Pacquiao. Well, see, but that, those are two fighters that are very aware they're fighting for a world title. The two guys that were in that fight were, were Charles Martin and Joe Ish, the ragman, just in, in, just in Ukrainian or whatever. Um, who should have never been in this vacant battle. You know what I'm saying? This was all just a setup to hand it to Anthony Joshua. That's just the politics reality of it. But Anthony, Adam Kalinowski was the one who got the win over on Charles Martin. Unanimous decision. What's what's Adam's, uh, the Polish Cats record? Right now he's 18-0 with 14 knockouts. Okay. So he, he's knocking on the door of someone like, uh, he's right below where Baby Miller was, Baby uh, Jarrell Miller. He, he's right below where he was, so he's he's on the come up. Uh, he needs to face someone like uh, who's who's the guy Brian Brian Jennings. We just saw a fight. He needs to fight someone like Brian Jennings, a seasoned vet, and, and see how he goes against a guy who who's smart. You know, who, who's a good smart boxer. When you, when you come in just throwing that many punches with without his you know with with less technique. Does that make sense? I wasn't paying attention to you, of but I'm gonna say you say you are. I was over here looking at uh. The rankings and seeing where Kalinowski is. He's ranked 10th in the WBC. So funny. Yeah. 12th in IBF. Yeah. So the other ones doesn't look like he's in the top 15 of WA or WBO. And that's because there isn't too many good heavyweights out there. So. That's fine. I think there's That's, a lot of good heavyweights. I just think the separation, yeah, I, the I separation, the separation is huge. in the top, just like the welterweight division. Mm-hmm. It's just like you have a lot of good people, but then you only have those three or four that are just like, hey, it's between these guys on any given night. Speaking about the welterweight division, shout out to Adam Kalinowski for the win. Um, your Janis Ugas, where does he fit in that separation now? He is. Are, is he ready? You think? To face the upper echelon. So this is what I'm thinking right now. Your Odeni Sugas needs to face a, a, an Adrian Boner or a Lamont Peterson. Maybe even a Jesse Vargas. So I don't so I don't do fantasy football. I don't do fantasy football. This fantasy I, role play. I, I Ugas is kind of like Philip Rivers. He'll never be a top. He's no Tom Brady. He's no Aaron Rodgers. He's no Russell Wilson. Yeah. But he is that second tier top fighter. Yeah. Like he he's one of those he's one of those guys. The only reason why I know that is because like I don't I don't play fantasy and I, I think Philip Rivers is trash, me personally. He's garbage. But by numbers, he's good. Yeah. So Ordanus Ugas, yeah. he's always gonna make for a good fight. But if you put him anyone with any one of these elites, why 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 each one of these fights, we just, even if they win, we're still talking about them like they're trash. Right. First, oh, hold on, hold on. Okay, first. Okay. My bad, my bad. Let's, I like I like Ugas. Like, no, because we both like Ugas. Yeah. We, we both like Ugas. And I'm surprised you still like him for putting your boy, uh, good fella Perella out. Ain't no one dressed better than him since. Man, he's dressed like he's going to. Get, God, you you're do? just. I, I was over here. Just sloppy. So, Ordanus Ugas, he got the unanimous decision. I I thought he tried to turn up the pressure and try to get him out of there, but he didn't. I thought he could have finished him off a little bit earlier than he should have. That's the only thing. The finishing, the finishing power, he did not have. I mean, I mean, even though he, 
TKO'd Ray Robinson and Jonathan Bautista, yeah. Thomas Brian, DeLorme. Yeah, Brian so you, yeah. so he he can, but no. Yeah. Any if you put him in touch with any one of these top tier fighters, wouldn't you go with like a, you know, Danny Garcia, or you're talking about yeah. Terrence Crawford, or any one of these Earl Spence, Keith Thurman. He's always going to be the underdog. He's always going to be the B-side fighter, and the odds are going to be lopsided for him to actually win it. So he's a great boxer, and I like him. I enter. I he never makes for a bad fight. What are you What are you doing? I'm what are you doing? The same. He's uh he's like Delvin Rodriguez. I didn't look up the name. I couldn't think it off the top of my head. You know you know who Delvin Rodriguez Delvin is. Delvin Rod- is he a boxer? He's the sixth man of boxing. This is the guy who who's fought everybody. Like I I got his box rec right here because um. You gotta tell. Oh, uh, you want me to pull it up? Right here. Okay. So I got it right here. Actually, yeah, I should pull it up. My eyes, you know, my eyes are getting bad. So uh, he fought. Here, here's some of the names on his resume. You got Arislandi Laura, um, Joaquim Al- Alcine, Miguel Cotto, Freddie Hernandez, Austin Trout, Paolo Wolick twice. So kind of like a gay Rosado. Ash- Ashley Theophane. Who else we got on here? We got uh, any other names? Big names, big names, big names. So this is a guy who's always been. He's like the sixth man of boxing. You know what I'm saying? He's that dude who's who's constantly coming off the bench, but kind of stays on the bench. You know, and uh, let's see here. His last fight, he lost to Eric Landy Lara, and his his loss to Miguel Cotto. That's when you really saw that he was not that part, that class, that upper tier when he fought Miguel Cotto, because Miguel Cotto had him out of there in two rounds. Well, even then, when we're ta- when we're talking about or uh, Dana Sugas, Amir Mom. Yeah. At one time, mm-hmm. Amir Mom, what he just fought for a title fight. Yeah. Amir Mom, he, he, he still t- has the the physical skill set. He has he has the talent the and the skill set. Physical ability, but he does not have the right. He the right people he, around him. If or, he gets bodied, it's a wrap. Yeah, we yeah. we know that from the last two fights. Anybody who's physical with him, mm-hmm. it's a wrap. It's a wrap. Easy. It's a wrap for him. No so, Ordena Sugas. I'm really intrigued to see where he's going to go from here. He's a great fighter. He'll be good competition for yeah. anybody. But those top-tier elite fighters, I think they'll put him away easy. The only thing that I, I like, or I like Ugas, right? Even even though he took out my man, uh, Goodfellow Perella, probably, and, and probably changed, changed uh, Brian Perella's you know, entire destiny, for whatever you want to say. Um, and I like this guy. The only, the only extra thing that I want to say that he has in his favor is that number 54. That's the the number of you know the the Cuban pl- uh, player baseball player who who, who went died. down in the boat. Yeah, not not swimming here, but like on recreational. Co- coked coked out and drunk out. Oh, he was swimming here. My bad. The, okay. nah, no wait, the, no, nah, he, he lost was control here. of the boat. Lost thing. him and you know, and then him and a, and a bunch of other fighters. Uh, I'm sorry, fighters, baseball players. They all went down, and that's the only thing that makes him a little scary, because there's a part of it. Where when he fought Perella, that was right after that happened, and this is a guy I guess they they def- they possibly defected together. I don't, I'm not sure, but I I, I remember them saying that they, that they were really close. They were like best friends. So I don't know how far that takes you. You know what I'm saying? Like if if you went down today, I don't know if I would continue the show with that much. I wouldn't. You know what I'm saying? With that much energy and stuff like that, with that I, ambition I behind it. I would. But if if we had a separate cause beyond the show, like if maybe like keeping the Tacoma boxing. Jim alive or something. Yeah, that's a different. That's yeah. a different motivation. You know what I'm saying? Because if if you went down, the show went down with it. Because there's there's no show. There, yeah, that's just what it is. But then there's you know it, with that extra motivation, it's it's kind of an X factor because we, you know, only he knows how much that means to him and how much that's still his motivation. And that's that's the only thing I could see in his favor. And unfortunately, it's and that's none of the skills or physical ability he needs. To beat an Errol Spence, Terrence Crawford, even be mentioned in the same conversations. Uh, if he fought Adrian Boner today, who would win? I don't know. I think Ugas would win. You think Ugas would win? Right off it, the top. The, the, if he fought Adrian Boner, it'd be a draw. It's not, it's not Ugas. It's Adrian Boner who you got to worry about yeah, yeah. as far as which Adrian Boner you're yeah. going to see. Kind of like mm-hmm. I said with Manny Pacquiao. All Adrian Broner has to do is throw more punches. Yeah, yeah. Ugas is twenty three and three with eleven knockout. Yeah. Ugas is knocking nobody out. No. He's not knocking. If Mike Donna didn't knock out Adrian Broner, that's right. If Mikey Garcia didn't knock Definitely out Adrian Broner, Ordena yeah. Ugas is he not going to do the out. same thing. I can see him beating my decision though. Well, good, sh- good shout out to him. Hopefully, 
he steps it up because I want to see him step it up because we need to know where he's at. Are you a journeyman? Are you a gatekeeper? Or are you part of that upper echelon? I think he's, honestly, I think he's as much as a fan of him I am and mm-hmm. I like seeing his fight. I think he's a journeyman. Yeah. I'm not going to say he's a gatekeeper, but journey, most journeymen end up being gatekeepers. Yeah. So I, I would say that's where he's headed. <sighs> I just had but, a vision. So look, if, if he doesn't fight someone like a – you know, like uh, Lamont Peterson or Devin Alexander or Adrian Boner after this, I can see him getting fed to Danny Garcia or Keith Thurman in his next fight. Uh, right now, he's ranked number two in the IBF. Nobody's ranked number one. Got Who's Earl that? Spence. And, and Earl Spence at the IBF. Yeah, let's. Uh, who, who you got next? Let's check that out later. So, shout out to Ugas getting that win on national television. Now, let's talk about the main event of this one. This was. Okay. First, let's start. First, I want to talk about... Did this meet expectations? It did and it For didn't. you. It did and it didn't. Hmm. Was it because you're... What we both said. We both said if it's by knockout, it's going to be Sean Porter. If it's decision, it's Danny Garcia. I said split decision, Danny Garcia. I was wrong completely on that one. But... The first, before we even get into the fighters, I want to I wanna speak about the ref, Steve Willis. So, first of all, first of all, I was more excited about Steve Willis being a referee than I was the actual fighters That's walking good. in Me there. Too. Me like, too. like, as soon as like, I saw it, I was like, boy, you got crazy eyes out here. It was funny, too, because I was trying to, like, kind of watch his reactions at the same time, <laughs> but I was too busy paying attention to the fight to even see it. And then all I could think of about it is I can't wait till tomorrow to see all the memes and everything else on there. And he didn't disappoint now, because everything on there was yeah. just like, oh, Steve Willis is great. Steve Willis, first of all, yeah. look. Steve Willis is already behind Mills Lane to me. Yeah. You go, Mills Lane, mm-hmm. let's get it on. Yeah. It is Steve Willis. Let's talk about, we're talking about great reps, man. Steve Willis, he, there's nobody in this world. I think after every fight he refs, he should be interviewed first before the fighters and just asked, what's your reaction to the fight? Just so I can see the facial expression and actually hear his answer. I'm going to put that out there. I think that's a brilliant idea. You know idea. what I love about Steve Willis? Look, he makes fun of his own self about it. Because, like, I follow him on Instagram, and Steve yeah. Willis just seems like he's one of those dudes. Like He, you know he, he got, reposts his own stuff. So, you know how you got coworkers that you work with, and you're just like, yeah, I'll never kick you with you outside of it. Like, if I worked around Steve Willis, he'd be like, hey, oh, man, what are you doing after this? Let's go out for a beer. Like, Steve Willis Hell is one yeah. of those dudes that I want to kick it with. Yeah. He's one of those dudes that, like, hey, yo. Yeah. I F's with you, man. What, what was the craziest fight you'd ref? Like, I would ask him questions like crazy. Like, like is, 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 how about this? So, you know, my pop's got a guy. He knows a guy who plays, uh, who plays tennis with Kenny Bayless, right? Uh-huh. And the thing is, like, with Kenny Bayless, he's the opposite of that because, it, well, for one, he plays tennis. So I already know that <laughs> there isn't too much we're going to have in common besides boxing. And now, and, and when Serena I heard Williams, well, you know exactly. But then when I also, well, just because we both, we all like her, <laughs> we all do. Um, but also because, like, you know, it, it's just one of those things. Because he plays tennis, I could also, I would be shocked if if I went to approach Kenny Bayless and he was just like, oh, I'm not actually not a fan of boxing at all. Like the Does Tim Duncan of referees, exactly. Like he's, he's in there. He is. He's a great referee, and I love Kenny Bayless. Steve Willis, and I'm saying that enjoys his job. Yes, he. He enjoys his job. If me and you were disciplined enough to ref a fight but still enjoy it, that's what he is. Yeah. Because I'd be like, whoo, and, and, and I'll forget the bell yeah. rung, yeah. and I'm still letting him swing. And I'm, yeah. I'm over here 10 it's seconds. I'm like, oh, hey, man, you guys got to stop doing that. You guys got to stop hitting each other after it's the bell. That's why we can't be I'll refs and judge me. At all. That, I can't even sit there. If a fight's good enough, I can't even score it from my couch. Oh, right? Not, I'd be like, wait, wait, it's the sixth round? I don't have nothing written down in the fifth? I have nothing written There's The fourth and fifth? Yeah, not cool. But yeah, and I, you know, and I say that in all good fun because I'm pretty sure with any referee out there in boxing, I would love to ask anybody who's been a ref at the highest level, what was the hardest fight to ref? Where was the one where you had to kind of get in there and be like, yo, guys, break it up, stop it. And, and who really nitty gritty with it? Now let's get into the Sean Porter versus Danny Garcia. First of all, the way I'm going to start, the way that it started out, I was like, I told I told my man Al, mm-hmm. and if I had money on the fight, money, mm-hmm. I would have picked Danny Garcia. But on this show, 
I picked Sean Porter and who I wanted to win and who I thought could win. The way that it started out, I was like, I picked the wrong guy. Yeah. Because he sat there and tried to box Danny Garcia for the first two rounds. I'm like, yo, bro, that's not you. What are you, you. doing? That's what not are you. you. Doing, Do not right? sit here and try to box. And you know what? He kind of. D'Lo, me and D'Lo was talking. And as much shade as I throw at Danny Garcia, I'm going to say it. He's a great fighter. Danny Garcia is the most underrated boxer Oh, in boxing. Hell yeah. In boxing. Hell yeah. In bo- and and hell I'm not going to yeah. say as far as I'm people with sleep. You on this one. People really sleep. Now, yeah. listen, listen. Especially you listeners of the show who's been around it. And you guys know I don't like Danny Garcia. So no. I'll let you know that I'm being unbiased. Danny Garcia does his damn thing out there. Every single time. And he is a true, pure boxer. And, and it is beautiful yes. watching yes. him fight. I, I just don't like him. I love Danny Garcia. He does his thing out there, and I don't think he'll ever get the dis- res- the respect mm. that he truly deserves. He, like, if his career ended right now, he was a champion at one time. He'll be like Lennox Lewis is never really mentioned outside mm. of boxing circles mm. as one of the greats. Mm. Danny Garcia is right there yeah, with yeah, it yeah. as far as like and, look who and he Lennox lost Lewis to. is one of the top heavyweights who doesn't get mentioned enough. It, for it, sure. exa- exactly. Sean Porter did exactly what he had to do. His boxing plan seemed to work. His boxing plan, seemed, now, especially once that go ahead. I needed me personally. I needed three more rounds because I I I, I had that thing split down the middle. Um, I'm not mad at the unanimous. You, I know you got the scores. What was what was the judges' scorecards? Uh, one judge had it at 116, 112, and the other two judges had 115, 113. See, 115, 113. That's uh, that's respectable. The 116, 112, I don't know how you would have had that one four rounds clearly for Sean Porter. Um, but that's not me. I wasn't there. I'm, I'm, also, I'm a fan of the sport, and it was definitely a close fight. So even if, if two had a 115, 113, then 116, 114 is definitely possible because they're all in that same range. So that, that just goes to show they saw a different, they saw a different angle than I did. Um, they were watching it completely sober and on only, the job. Sean also, Porter only landed 12 hits more than Danny Garcia. Wow, that was see But man, he outworked him and he threw more. And you're going to reward the aggressor. I can see how he could stole it in the, in the later rounds, but we've seen it. Yeah, Shabray many times. Leonard's many done many it. times. Many it's times. not just it's, in, it's, in it's, the end of the round, but you've seen you've seen some just staying busy. Yeah. And you know what I liked about You uh, can put that into your game plan basically. That could become part of the plan. You if know this like doesn't fail, steal the rounds. The way that I like Sean Porter, the way he fought Danny Garcia, I liked it because he switched it between brawling and boxing. That was like I have never. I've, that was I don't think I don't think I could really. I've really saw that where somebody was just like, "All right, I'm gonna box you a little bit. I'm gonna counter you." And then, like his dad said, "Hey, when you counter, hit him with the counter, but then stay on top of him after that." Because yeah. most people will counter, sit They're back, and, hit admire, you right back yeah. and admire their work. No, he stayed on top of him with that. I, and I like the it's, way Sean Porter. It's so hard not this. to admire your work when it looks so good. Sometimes I understand, but that is the best advice. That's correct advice too. On that one, now, we, we yelled. I say that all the time, TV. But I don't know. Maybe I'm maybe I'm biased. Also, because you see what Danny I Garcia said on rounds. Twitter. I wasn't sure. Was it his shout out to Sonny Hill? No, it wasn't a shout out uh, to Sonny. It was close. It close, said close. Danny Garcia watched the fight over, and and I've said this on the show a couple of times. Danny Garcia yep. said he watched the fight. No sound again. Yeah, and he said that. Hey, I landed fifty. Per- he tweeted, "I landed fifty percent of my shots, and I made a miss." More than 300 times. I won that fight. Hey, bruh. The refs are not watching it from the TV, bruh. I said this. Hey, they're watching it from ringside. said it twice. They're not watching it mm-hmm. with a hey, the punch percentage per round. They're not watching what, what was this, on Showtime? They're not looking at Steve Farhood's scorecard over the rim. They're... They're watching They're it from rings, ringside one way. So it was yep. just like, no, bro, you got outworked. Now you came on. Hey, you know what? I was scared. That that no look left hook. That no look hook is serious. Oh, the, the Danny Garcia's. Danny Garcia. Oh yeah, bro. Yeah. yeah, that's for real. That's 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 a real punch. But shout out to Sean Porter for taking this WBC title. He dreamed it. He hey, came out out on all green. He. Nobody wins the title usually back 
not the same title back, but just wins another title after they've lost one like this. It's not often you see that with, with boxers. Yeah. But this 147 division is so stacked with so many elite fighters. It's crazy. And now, it, it's just like football. It's any given Sunday. And exactly. It's any given Saturday. Except it's all season round. Now, do you believe Sean Porter and Errol Spence will happen right away? No. Of course not. Good. I'm glad I've taught you something over these years because boxing politics will take into effect, right? It has to. Sean Porter's about to get fed to Keith Thurman. Don't be shocked because I can, I can see that being Keith Thurman's first fight back, which would be a big mistake for Keith Thurman, by the way. But I can see him doing that, and then I can see him beating him because he you might just have Sean his— Porter beating him or I can, Keith Thurman? I see Keith Thurman beating him again. With again? His, I think he has his number. You know, so it's one of those things. For Sean Porter will be seen, man. He fought Diddy Garcia for the first time. That was it. Fighting Keith Thurman again, emotions on it, and it depends what what happens and how he gets the whole thing. Because I know Sean Porter would like to do nothing more than avenge that loss, but he, you know, he tried to brawl with Keith Thurman. What Keith Thurman do? He fought him exactly the same way he pretty much fought Diddy Garcia. Daddy He's not going to get away with that with Sean. With, with well, Diddy Garcia is not going to apply the same pressure that Sean Sean Porter will. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be different in itself. Yeah, and then. Keeping the belt, Sean Porter's going to have more on the line. And then we don't know what Keith Thurman yeah. that we're seeing. That's true. That's you true. Kept, you kept, what is it? He kept the WBA belt? What, what, yeah, he kept yeah. the WBA belt. He's still talking, though, like hey, he's, hey, uh, like he's hey. been here this he, whole time. He kept the WBA belt, but you let go of the WBC belt? Yeah. Vacated it, it sounds to me like you try to avoid Danny Garcia and Sean Porter. Hey, hey, hey. I, let it, I vacated it. I let it go. I let it go. They didn't so take it. They, 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 they didn't take it from me because WBA is mine. But they didn't take it from me. I let it go. I let it go. That's what it was. I vacated it. I just left it there for y'all. Y'all, y'all can have it. I already beat both them cats, so they, they can fight for it now. That's a, That's what my man Keith Thurman's probably thinking. I'm assuming. I'm just assuming that. So we'll see what happens. Now, how you like my, uh, my man Keith Thurman said? He said uh, Errol Spence is number two, and he said Terrence Crawford is barely a champion. He's just saying that to talk some smack. Has to. There's no way he believes that, right? Has to. There's no way Has he to. believes that. You know why? Because of Terrence Crawford's people came with a contract like, hey, let's fight this year. You're going to be like, hey, Let me. I don't want those problems. Terrence Crawford destroyed a, a, an, auto, an auto shop, right? This is an auto shop that probably, for, for custom designs, they probably have surveillance footage of that ruckus that he did of that little GameStop reaction he had and when he destroyed it. But it never saw the light of day. So that tells you something about just Terrence Crawford and, and living in Omaha, Nebraska. Whether he had any control of it, um, there isn't any of the sports figures that we know coming out of this city or state. So that, that definitely holds some water. But this, this, is, this boy, everybody else who's talked smacked about this boy, they've, they've all seen how it ended. And this is a dude I think everybody knows that he's well proved himself and that he's going to be a big threat. The only so. reason why you're talking like that is because he's only had two fights in yeah. the welterweight division. Yeah. One, just Jeff Horn. Jeff Horn? Yeah, that's it. Oh, yeah, and he's scheduled yeah. for the second fight. He's and then what did Errol team. Spence say about him? What did, what did he say about Errol Spence said, what has he done? He hasn't fought nobody. But at the same time, this man was a unified champion of a division, which Danny Garcia, Danny yeah. Garcia escaped from. Escaped from. Yo, Ran. don't act Ran. like this dude is just some random dude who's – Who's just like a paper champion? Now, if it, if you said that about Mikey Garcia, who's jumping that many weight classes, I would understand that. But Terrence Crawford, we have him pound for pound number one at Square Circle One Hundred One. Numero uno. Hey, Earl Spence, I love you. you Got to watch your mouth, man. Right? How would you like to see Jeff Horn fight Earl Spence or uh, Keith Thurman? Sacrificial lamb. Yeah, it'd be entertaining. It'd be definitely fun to watch. Just because Jeff, we know Jeff Horn is game. For beatdown, we're gonna move on from this one. So, Sean Porter, hopefully you get to fight Errol Spence next. I don't think the boxing politics will allow it to happen. It's you know it's kind of an overreaction to see you fight Keith Thurman next right away. But I wouldn't be surprised if he fought someone of that caliber. Maybe you know I'm not sure. Definitely not Timothy Bradley or somebody else. But we'll we'll cross that bridge when we get there. And hopefully he just fights Errol Spence next. Now let's we're gonna move on to the contender episode three. Another great episode. Andre, I love seeing Andre Ward just as the host. He's very captivating. This man, he could have possibly have he he could have a career in any field he wants, whether it's a host, the politics, coach, or anything. The coach that I chose is three and zero, and your coach is zero and three. What do I have right here? Right there under the contender. You want to read that out loud for me? 
Have we learned more about the fighters or the trainers? That is actually a good question. And that's the only question I have because there's not a moment where Freddie Roach can't say that many words. So he has to choose them wisely. But every time he does, it's giving you solid advice to win the fight. I think it's just like what you said in the first segment that we had. I think it's Mm 50-50. I think it's half the coaching, which is the reason why Freddie Roach is a good X's and O's. Mm -hmm. And you have Nassim Richardson, who's a good coach and a motivator. But then at the same time is I see more heart on the blue team than I do the gold team. We This last fight, we picked the blue team the first time, the yeah. first two times. Mm-hmm. This third fight, we thought the calm demeanor of Malcolm McAllister. Malcolm McAllister, we thought the calm demeanor, he had something hiding, sad, something hidden. He but had then me after, impressed then with then the after, Hebrew. Then after he – then. Because he seemed so settled and he seemed so sure of himself. But then uh, after yeah. the fight was over, he lost unanimous decision. He, uh, he jewed his own skills. Yeah. Oh, I, damn it. I had to. Look, no, after the fight was after the fight was over, he said, I had more. I didn't let my hands go. I could have done more. Hey, bro, yeah. these are five round fights. Yeah. And you're yeah. already a professional. You're not a you're not an amateur. Right. This is for money on the line. This is for recognition. This is your first fight out, and you're going to lose like that by not letting yeah. your hands go. What do you have to lose? It's a fight. Right? Five rounds. You got nothing to lose. You're, you're getting a, a second shot at, 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 a, at a, prospering, a prospering career in combat sports of boxing. The high, at the highest level, you got, the, you got one of the best pound-for-pound fighters of all time hosting the show, Andre Ward. So that means there's definitely some money behind it. And, and this is your opportunity. You know, I'm starting to notice, though, also, like, it seems like um, they only show, we're going to see if I'm right or wrong with next week, but they, they always seem to show the guy's family come in for the guy who ends up winning. Do you remember seeing Malcolm McAllister's kids anywhere in there? I thought so. I thought During I saw the, both the families. We're going we're to have to pay attention to this because I don't remember seeing that one at all. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm just stoned. Who knows? But blue. Probably stoned. That's three. Three out now for the gold, right? Yep. Blue team is, is dominating. It's just dominating now. Perfect matchmaking skills. Yeah. That's what it is. So anytime, as a male, has having both X chromosomes, any man who walks around you, you size them up. Whether yeah. whether it's your homeboy or yep. not. It's yep. just you can't. Hey, well, Low is my trainer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I'm stronger than him. Hey. But at the same time, I'm sitting here I'll looking. Tell you, I'll I, tell you right I, I, now. I, what? Lowe's real. No, 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 okay, no, no. Okay. I'm not talking about. Yeah. I'm not talking okay. about the streets because that's oh, my yeah. boy. I don't no. even think like that. I'm talking about like he as far stole as looking, his hood pass. Hey, I'm talking about looking at the weights that he lifts. I'm like, what are you doing over there? I can <laughs> do that. Like, uh, I can't yeah. help but turn that. And that's with anybody. Yeah. It's how good he's. I'm five looking, foot I'm looking at females. I'm like, hey, what you got over there? All the time, oh, yeah, no, I'm I'm sizing everybody up. So that's the. The contender, you're contending for another spike to fight. You're always, as a man, you're this always is, sizing everybody up. See, this is why up. you and your girl could never work out together. You know what I'm saying? It'd probably mess up your relationship because you might start sizing her up. I, I've seen her work out. She's actually a beast, man. Oh. Yeah. Okay, okay. I, I, I've seen her. Now, like, do you, and you say that, do you sit, I assume you just sit back and enjoy the view at that point, right? I've only seen her work out like two or three times and it was when we were in Jamaica small gym save other than that though save our, for the honeymoon um, our, I get it I get it I get it Whatever. our worlds never meet and collide it's probably better that way yeah, yeah it is better that way it is better that way for sure 100% now where were we what were we talking about the contender Malcolm McAllister lost three out for the gold team Nothing but the blue domination in and there nobody has called Sugar Ray Leonard I mean Shane uh, Mosley Jr. I was just Mosley about to say Jr. that how, how does how is this dude not fought yet because they kind of let it. This is great, great uh, production, basically, um, for reality sports. The way to, I guess, to navigate or the or keep the narrative clear. Because the first one, of the first thing they talked about was how he would be a target, and how this person wanted to fight him first, and it didn't even happen. And he still hasn't fought yet. So it, it, that that just goes to show that it's not really reality sports. But I'm glad that it is. It's like a male soap opera. But we're gonna move on. It's it's actually uh, the contender will will have its fourth episode next Friday. Now my man uh, my man Kurt Sidis, you said you gotta die, man. son. Kurt Sidis got ten years, man. 
Which actually isn't bad considering right? all the I'm charges, saying. man. So as an enforcer, good, so you say good behavior. Hey. Seven. Hopefully, you saved nope. a little bit of that money. Hey. You don't snitch. Hopefully, the family takes care of you. If there's still money out Look. there, bro. That means there was no bodies <laughs> connected to him. No bodies hey. at all. In and outside the rig, you're a professional. Yeah. <laughs> hey. I'm an enforcer. I'm kind of like I'm just like the the repo man or bill collector. That's all. Oh, you know, man. if something's in your way, you just kind of move it. He told me to go over there and get some money. I didn't even do nothing. It'll be great when he gets out and his record is like you know got ten or fifteen more fights in there. Hey, check this out. He could. I mean, he could necessarily come out to a career. Come on, bro. He's he's connected going in. Hey, this no, guy's no, gonna no, get I'm, in I'm there. About, I'm talking about no, he can yeah. still come out as a professional. Hey, get my he license could. ready. Yeah. I'm out next year. Hey, who knows? You knows what happened, man. We may yeah. see him sooner than later, man. We know how these prison systems yeah, that's, work. That's true. That's true. I'm surprised he's not getting deported. But hey, he might be out in five or six. Who knows what happens? They didn't get him on any bodies. An enforcer. You know, it, boxing is 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 an outlet. This is a way to to release this rage. Hopefully, he gets out sooner, just because. Hell, we like the guy, right? We like the guy. Now we got fights coming up this weekend. Before we get down to the countdown, Jose Ramirez is coming back to fight Antonio Orozco on ESPN. Then we got Chocolo Tito coming back. Last time he fought was when he, who did he, when he got knocked out? Is Sorry, Visa. Is that the last time? Go and look that Sorry, up. He's V-side. fighting uh, Moises Fuentes, and I'm pretty sure I, I, I sell foes with this dude at T-Mobile. But if not, it's just a coincidence that they all have the same name and just kind of look a little similar. But Chocolatito's a, a definitely a squared circle one-on-one favorite just because we love saying the name and, and we love the action and just pure, just just coming at it. He's here to fight for sure. But this is, uh, this is his first fight back in the U.S. Who was his last fight? Was it? It was uh, Soren Visai. It was Soren Visai. So last and time, I, and I talked about this before. Yeah. So how Soren Visai not? Uh, this is name. This yeah. is name alone. Like that's what mm-hmm. is going on. Chocolatito. It it rings a bell. You've heard it before. Mm-hmm. This is one of the top oh, yeah. pound for pound fighters. Because coming off that, how are you not? How is Soren Visai not on this card? And Ch- Chocolatito. Well, Soren Visai is kind of smart. He's sitting back in Thailand right now. Uh, he just had a. He defended his belt like three months ago, but. Uh, it is like time, king. When's the last time somebody got knocked out inside of four rounds and they got a they're on a pay per view card right after that? Buster Douglas, maybe I don't know. I'm not sure. I, I don't know. No, actually. I'm talking. No, Buster Douglas. What, well, I'm talking about who got knocked. Chocolatito got knocked out. Now he's on a pay per view card. Any 115, 118 fighters we see on a pay per view card, it's it's consolidation and it's just for the fans because of because uh, of the main event as this. Fight card we're talking about right now is a perfect example. So it's good to see Chocolatito back in the U.S. I know there was trouble with his work visa, and he's fighting Moises Fuentes. Hopefully he can come in solid, get some confidence built up, hope, you know, and figure out what he wants to do. Because I think this man is, he should, there ain't nothing left for him to prove personally to me. You know, unless you're trying to avenge some losses that you <laughs> couldn't avenge the last time. I don't know. Let's move on. We're going to move on to Jaime Munguia versus Brandon Cooks. Man, Brandon Cooks. How are you going to be a wide receiver for the LA Rams and a fighter at the same time? No? Okay. Nobody? Now, Brandon Cooks, he's got to be a brother, right? Please tell me he is. Now, we got Jaime Munguia. This is, this is the guy that had a lot of hype because he, he dominated, destroyed Saddam Ali badly. Yes. But then he looked subpar or average against my man Liam Smith. So, everybody was quick to recognize and know that... Obviously, you're not ready for that upper level of, uh, you know, this main event, the countdown that we're going to get to here in a second. But finding a guy like Brandon Cooks, I'm not familiar with him except for his fantasy football stats. No, it's not. It's a white guy. Of course. And he's got a really ugly face from Canada, too, so he might actually be a threat. Ooh. But at the same time, Ooh. I think Jaime McGee should yeah, get him out of there. Any scars on there? A lot of scars. It's, uh, his BoxRex picture looks like he just got out of a fight. Right? Jesus. Yeah, 20, uh, 20 wins, one loss, uh, 13 KOs. His loss was to a Kanat Islam, which he got TKO'd in the ninth round. Ooh, okay, okay. We'll see what happens here. Jaime Munguia is definitely a big, big puncher. He couldn't take out Liam Smith, but Brandon Cooks, what's, he's got like, a, like what, 22 wins and 19 knockouts or something like that? Who? Brandon Cooks. What's that? I just said. 20, uh, 20 wins, 13 knockouts. 13 knockouts. And Jaime Magia is 24 wins. 30 wins, 25 knockouts. 30 wins, 20. Ooh, that's, that's what, 85% or something like that? My math sucks. But Jamie, Jaime Magia, get the domination because I'm pretty sure Golden Boy's goal is to, to match you up with somebody else on this fight card. 
and it might be my man Spike O'Sullivan or David Lemieux. This is actually a real exciting fight for me. This is an exciting fight for me. I have this as a pick'em fight. Yes. Who are you going for? Oh, I'm, I'm, man. I've always liked David Lemieux just because uh-huh. he's always because he's here to brawl. You know, unfortunately, it makes him e- an easy an easy fighter to beat because all you got to do is box him. Now, Spike O'Sullivan is the Irish dude who comes in with the handlebar mustache and a sombrero at the same time. You, you freaking Mick better not try to box this guy or I will be so mad. I'm going to root for David Lemieux, but I, oh man, I'm going to say David Lemieux will get knocked out in the ninth round. I'm going for Spike O'Sullivan off mustache alone. Mustache alone. Mustache alone. You got the. That, that, that's literally my sign. Raleigh answer. fingers. I have, I have. I I see this going either way, but yeah. Spike O'Sullivan, <laughs> I, I I've seen him, but I I've seen more David Lemieux, and I'm more intrigued about what Spike O'Sullivan's going to do in the long run. Well, we and we've only seen Spike O'Sullivan re- really come forward, walk down opponents, and this is a guy that you can't really walk down because he's going to walk back with that's you. That's all he did to Curtis Stevens. He's going to walk back with you, and that's what that's what happens because he'll catch you on the inside and knock you out because he's got that kind of power. Now Spike O'Sullivan is no slouch, right? What's his record? Spike, Spike 20, O'Sullivan. He's 28 and 2 with 20 knockouts. 28, two losses? Two losses. Who's his two losses to? Sonny Hill and Shooter McGavin. Chris Eubank Jr. Ooh, respectable Looks. loss. And Billy Joe Saunders. Respectable losses right there. Yep. Those are two guys that, yep. Yeah, so, good. Now I'm convinced because those are two boxers, slick boxers. So, we should see a nice little brawl here. We should see a nice little brawl with nice little Irish brawl with this guy. Well, yeah, I, I don't see David Lemieux go. going past ten rounds. Let's get to it. Where are we I, at? Let's get to it. We're down for the countdown now, the grudge match. This is the moment here. This is going to be the last pay-per-view fight of our era, I believe. I don't think we'll see another pay-per-view fight again unless it's this fight three. We got one more, actually. Deontay Wilder and yeah, Anthony Joshua. Joshua. Maybe. Because all Tyson Fury has to do is win. And that changes that entire... That entire path. Those effects, B. The, and that's real. But what is real is Triple G versus Canelo. Now, I'm going to let you go first. So, I'll respectfully wait. Can I ask you a question? I'm straight. What's up? Was, did Canelo use steroids? He ate the tacos. Did he knowing and willfully? Um, I, I, my guess did is he yes. Use steroids. Yes, he did. Knowingly, so I, we're so we're assuming that Canelo's clean this fight. Well, he has to be. He passed every test given so, so far. I'm pretty sure the beef was still probably the same. Not insinuating anything, yeah, but this we're fight, talking about this training we're talking camp about, was in California. Hey, hey, what I'm saying is. Canelo's not going to have the strength that he did fighting Triple G the first fight. Okay. Saying that he was on steroids. We don't know, but all we can go is, all we're going on is, he was stronger last fight, and he's not going to be as strong now. That's what I'm saying. That's what the steroids are for, correct? He's clean now. Well, for, for, for what he got busted for was something that I guess would help you. I like him too, man. But let's be real. Well, well, I like him too. I, I, I don't remember what, what they said that it Clint would do. Butyrol. Clint Butyrol. What did it, it do? It, it would help them keep the mass but lose the, some of the water weight or something. So this is what I saw. With the last fight, they Baby, bulked him up I because they wanted like him to picture. be able to. So what happens is when I was scrolling up, it accidentally double. T- you sound like you got a whole bunch of excuses already. It's the cloud. Nobody really knows how the cloud works. But triple. So Canellas can't made this mistake of bulking him up because they they weren't sure how hard triple G punches. And when they did, they did that so he could withstand the punch. But they weren't ready for um, the lack of endurance that came with it. And that's how you saw Canelo tire out quickly yeah. in the seventh eighth ninth round and that's that's just kind of what happens if that was the game plan now this is a different type of fight with different atmosphere because before it was respect we want to see who's the best and then everything kind of went south after that fight 
this is a grudge match. This is... I was just reading about what's 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 uh, Triple G's coach's name? Um, Abel Sanchez. Abel Sanchez. He was just saying he can't wait to see what the ginger has to say about something, something, something. They're both from Mexico, right? No, I'm pretty well. They both speak the same two languages for sure, right? That's for sure. So for him to just straight out call him a ginger, that's 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 disrespectful, right? Who are you picking, man? Canelo has more upside. I see him be the better boxer. As long as he moves, Ooh. boxes, moves, stays active, he can win this fight. I think he can smother the punches. He's fought Mayweather. Take a page out of Mayweather's book. Ooh. Hey, Five box eight. him. Tie him up if he gets too close. Stay off the ropes. And fight him in the middle of the ring. Exactly. That's a very good game plan. Um, we'll see if, if that's the game plan they have. If, if Pride don't get involved, but I'm, I'm glad you picked Canelo, so I'm going with Triple G. I'm going to say Triple G, man, I, I want to go with the overreaction. I want to say he's going to knock him out in the 10th round, and I'm going to go with that one. I'm going to say he'll knock him out in the 10th round. If not, decision for sure. Now, check this out. I'll, check this out. I can see this fight ending. A knockout usually consists of what? Somebody taking a chance. Yes. So. Triple G's whole style. If, if you're. Not with Daniel Jacobs, not with Canelo the first fight. Yeah. So, he so if Triple down. G takes a chance and he misses, Canelo's arguably one of the, is arguably the best, if not one of the best counter punches in the game. Can now, just like I said, time and beat speed. Yes. The the speed on both of these guys are gonna be pretty similar. Yeah, yeah. I don't think any one of these guys can knock him out, but if Triple G goes for that if Triple G goes for that knockout, he's gonna lose. Mm-hmm. If Triple G stays aggressive and pulls a Sean Porter and just tries to outwork Canelo, keep him on the ropes, Triple G can win this. He'll get the win, but if yeah. Canelo can move, stay off the ropes, mm-hmm. he tired out the last fight. Yep. But when he made Triple G miss, we've seen Triple G look really amateur. So, Canelo is the super saiyan in this situation right now. He's the, he's the younger guy. He gets better with every fight. That's just what he is. Correct. Now, one of the things that I'm so shocked that nobody seems to keep bringing up, but Triple G has a weakness. It's that uppercut. It's that right uppercut on the inside. We saw Kell Brook do it to him and, and gave him a bloody nose and rocked him in, in an exciting four rounds, right? Exciting four or five rounds. Then we saw Canelo caught him with one in the eighth or ninth round and hurt Triple G, but didn't even realize it because the way Triple G just walks through everything. But he rocked him. And I don't see enough people talking about it because those are two separate instances, same punch, and it caught him and shook him. Hey, Sugar Shane Mosley rocked Floyd Mayweather. Triple G's not getting knocked out. Yeah. Do not go for the knockout. Go for the win. Like I didn't say I this much would like, knock him out, but this is his weakness. This that, is what the, you got to okay, land. Okay, okay, I understand that. Don't go in there looking for that. Go in there to box. You're going there to win. You're going to box okay, this Google. man. How do you say look for the uppercut in Spanish? <laughs> uh, mirar is uppercut. Uh, mirar is look. Look that's what I have to say about that one. That's my advice to Canelo. Even though I'm picking my man Triple G to win this. Probably by a split decision. If not, I'd say overreaction pick. 10th round knockout. But, man, it's hard to, it's hard to stay confident with that one. I'd say, say Triple G by decision. i say Canelo by split decision. Split decision. Hopefully it doesn't go to the scorecards because I want to see some action. But, I, but also, I, I don't you're, mind you're technique. Gonna, you're going to see some action, but the... Like I've said before, just like I said with the first fight, whoever makes the least amount of mistakes wins. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Unfortunately, Triple G got robbed his first fight. Yeah, definitely. He got, he got took his first definitely fight. Definitely on a bad he decision. Made, he, and, it, and the only mistake that Canelo made was you didn't work hard enough. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So. Gave, around the, gave away those last rounds, but this is a grudge match. Who do you think's more mad going into this fight? Who's more heated? Who's a little PO'd? Who do you think is more mad than the other two? I think they're both equally mad. I think Triple G's mad because he was robbed and he know he won that fight. Even we as Canelo fans, me as a Canelo fan, know that Canelo lost that fight. And I think Canelo's mad because of all the trash talk. I want to see these guys so mad, they start talking ish to each other in English face-to-face. Because that's how you know they're heated. They're going to go outside their respected, their 
the, you know, the, the, the country of origin, the language of origin, and start going into it at English language that we use every so daily. So you got Triple G unanimous? Unanimous decision. I got Canelo split decisions, man. This is going to be a great fight, man. This is a great fight. How, uh, before, we, before we let everybody go, I just have to, because this could be the last possible countdown. Dep- de- if, dep- uh, depending on when you guys hear this. Two days, 21 hours, and 10 minutes, and that's from today. So by the time you listen to this, it might be one day and 21 minutes. And shout out to anybody who's ordering the fight. Hit me up or my man Shooter because we still are undecided on where we are going to watch this fight, whether we're going to order it. We might go to Daryl McQueen or we're trying to persuade somebody else we know like you to order the fight and invite us over. We'll definitely bring Jinx, and I got and I got definitely some good looks with me. My man right here. Now make sure you hit us up on Facebook.com forward slash Square Circle 101 or hit us up on Instagram at Square Circle 101 or talk a little smack to us on Twitter at Talking Smack 101. And shout out to everybody who does listen into the show, whether it's the same 25 listeners or my dad just listens to 25 episodes in a row. Who knows? I'll take it for what it's worth. How are we winning, man? What was the keys to victory? Most of the battle is just about getting your mind right. And that is that is so true. That is so true. Just starting this show, if if you would have just uploaded that first episode, I would I I might still be battling it in my mind right now on what to do or if it's the right timing or just when to do it. But that's how we get to episode one twelve. We in the room one twelve, Biggie. You know what I'm saying? One more time, what was that quote? I love 112. That first album. Most of the battle is just about getting your mind right. Yo, don't forget to download that Square Circle app. It's available on Google Play and iOS. You know where to find us, man. Give us some feedback. Talk a little to us on Twitter. And shout out to Ashburn, Virginia. Whoever you are, whoever you are, hit us up. I'm out. See you.